following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. What is learning? It's paying attention. It's opening yourself up to this great big ball of shit that we call life. And what's the worst that could happen? Well, you get bit in the ass. Well, let me tell you, my ass looks like hamburger meat, but I can still sit down. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Get In Loser. We're starting a podcast. My name's Cheetah, and I'm a shithead. My name's Chops. I'm a shithead as well. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Back again. Back again, back again. Back again with my favorite segment. A movie breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this week, we're covering one of my favorite movies. That's also my favorite one, too. Uh, It's called Accepted. We've never heard of it. Uh, It stars... Got a couple big big name stars before they became too big, you know, uh, like uh, Justin Long, one of, you know, our favorite gifts from Canada. Uh, also stars young Jonah Hill before he got super famous, you know. Uh, we also got Blake Lively, you know, gorgeous, made some banger flicks, you know, gossip. Hey, wait, 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 married to Ryan Reynolds. Hey, wait, can I, can I introduce the next guy for you? Go ahead. The famous comedian Louis Black. Yeah, that's right, Mister Fucking Louis Black. Fucking Black. Yo, um, you got Robin Lloyd Tyler, known as uh, Penguin in Gotham. Who plays one of my favorite characters, Abernathy Darwin Dunlap. ADAD. Who's named, appropriately, whose initials spell ADD because he does, in fact, have ADD. ADD. <laughs> but, uh... Yo, um, yeah, before we get, before we get more in deep into this, um... Uh, I thought, uh, uh, main character, how do you say his name? Bartleby. Bartleby. I thought his dad was, uh, that dude from L, uh, from Law and Order. Detective Stabler? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dummy. But, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get into, uh, you know, I don't have to explain to you guys. We do, you know what we do on Movie Breakdown episodes, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about it, you know, share some of our... You know, thoughts on it. Talk about the characters. Uh, I think uh, like our last, our last movie breakdown was Fanboys, right? Yeah, yeah. I think like our last movie breakdown. This is another movie that didn't get a huge amount of love when it first came out, but later in later years, people started to realize the greatness of it, and that's when it you know like really grew its fan base because. Uh, the movie came out in 2006, but I know for a fact I did not see it when it first came out. I know for I know, I think I seen it maybe a couple years later, but I remember I don't even remember like why I watched it in the first place. I kind of like just came across it somewhere. It might even been 
you know, something that like Drew put me on to maybe, I don't know. But I just know that I got put on to it and the first time I watched it, oh my God, I, I fell in love, man. I couldn't stop laughing. I was having so much fun with it. The cast is great. The story's great. You know, I mean, there's some, there's fantastic moments, but it's also, not only is the movie good and it's funny and all that, but it's got something that, you know, I feel is very important in a lot of movies. It's got a very deep message to it too, I feel like, you know. It's got this underlining message about, you know, like what it's like to be rejected and, you know, kind of like what our our current education system is like and, you know, how it's kind of flawed because it, you know, it leaves certain people in the dust, you know, over, you know, like academic reasons, I guess you could say. I don't really know how to explain it, but you guys, I'm sure you know what I'm trying to say, but... Hey, Sean, I'm back. Uh, difficulties was over here for a second. Nobody missed you, so it's okay. Hey, whoa. They like listening to me. They, they like listening to me first. No. I'm older. Yeah, okay. Maybe in age, but not in brain power. Oh. What's two plus two? Four. Fish. You're fucking stupid. What's seven plus seven? Shut up, dude. You think you're cool because you know math? No, no, no. Just say, just, just, just say answer. I don't I'll, fucking know. Just, just say random answer. Seventy-seven. <laughs> no triangle. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically. <clears throat> so yeah, we're gonna dive. We're gonna be diving into uh, accepted today for you guys. So unless Drew's got any. Further comments he wants to drop real quick. We'll, yeah, we'll get into the uh, the info. I know um, this is not movie based, but I'm I'm gonna have to say R.I.P. to Dwight Haskett of the Dwayne uh, Haskins. Dwayne Haskins got killed in Florida. How are you gonna say R.I.P. to a dude and not even know how to say his name? Yeah, I don't know. You know, Come I, on, man. you should have wrote this down in your hand or something. Come on. I'm, yeah, it was it was a sad tragedy. Like it's terrible, man. Way too young. Way too young. Terrible. Oh, just terrible. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, uh, his wide receiver, uh, Claypool. He, yeah, he was a mess. He was a mess. I don't know if he's gonna perform right this year. I don't know, but I mean, real quick before we jump into this episode, I just want to say something because Drew brought up Claypool. Uh, he posted a video of him reacting, or not really reacting, but you know what I mean, like, like just voicing like his opinion about the situation. How he's sad. You know, he's crying. Obviously, they're good friends. And people on Twitter were dragging him, you know, making fun of him for it and shit. And that kind of behavior goes back to what we talked about in our mental health episode, where in a lot of the cases when men try to reach out about shit like that, they get laughed at, and that's why a lot of them don't. <clears throat> but, yeah, I don't want to get deep into, like, a rant or anything on that. If you want to hear more about that, you know, a couple episodes back we talked about that. So, you know, go and check it out. We get kind of in-depth on it. Yeah, so it'll be episode 39 if you guys really want to yeah, ch- check it out. 39, there you go. But uh, without further ado, we're going to hop on to and accept it here, and I'm going to give you a little, uh, I'm going to give you guys a little rundown of what the movie's about. Ooh, 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 can, can I do the, uh, can I do like the release date in all box office? Sure, Drew. Go ahead. The release date of um, Acceptance was August 18, 2006. Hey, I graduated high school that year. I started in high school. <laughs> But 
Um, anyway, uh, that's a different topic. Uh, box office was $38.6 million. was directed by Stephen Pink. Stephen Pink. I don't know. I never met. I never heard. I'm going to check him up real quick. Have you heard anything about from Stephen Pink? No, true. Oh, dude, we should have heard about Stephen Pink. Why? He He's the guy behind, uh, you're a fucking nerd and no one likes you. Oh, yeah, baby. I love that flick. Yeah, he was, uh, he was got to do the hot tub, hot tub time machine, too. Hell, yeah. Like, all right, I, I know who Stephen Pink is now. All right, well, here we go. Drew had his little, you know, excitement there. But uh, yeah, the 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 uh, bio for this movie basically is: uh, after receiving his latest college rejection letter, senior Bartleby Gaines, played by Justin Long, devises a novel way to fool everyone into thinking he is college bound. Open his own university. Bartleby and his similar. Similarly, stymed friends take over an abandoned building, create a fake website, hire a friend's uncle, Louis Black, to pose as the dean, and boom, presto, a school is born. However, they do their jobs too well, and soon many other rejects try to gain admittance to the non-existent South Harmon Institute of Technology, a.k.a. Shit. shit. But... Yeah, but you know that's basically the rundown. Bartleby, you know, he gets rejected by all these colleges, and after feeling like a failure in his parents' eyes, he's like, you know what? Why not just to get my parents at ease? I'll make up a fake college. Tell them I got accepted. You know, they'll be proud of me. All that good shit. But being the stickler that stickler. his father is, <laughs> he's like, well, if this is a college, I want to see it. So you got to, I want to take you and drop you off on your first day. So then he runs into another problem. He's like, fuck, well, now we got to get a building. So they go, and they <laughs> buy an old mental hospital, and they renovate that into their college. But on the first day they go in there, and they start, like, checking shit. They go to, like, he goes to, like, put up a ceiling tile, <laughs> and a fucking dead body pop falls out. And Sherman Schrader, played by Jonah Hill, goes off the girliest scream I've ever heard in my entire life. This shit's fucking hilarious. But before we get too deep into the movie, hey, hey, I did just want to give you guys a little rundown of uh, the cast real quick. Hold on, I just got to pull it up here. Hey, hey Cheetah, uh, I, I saw that movie earlier today. Yeah, I fucking love that part, dude. That part's great. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably just go home and rewatch it again. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to watch it tonight, actually. But, uh... Yeah, uh, I said a couple of these right at the beginning of the episode, but uh, I'm going to give you a rundown of like the main players of this movie. Uh, Justin Long obviously plays Bartleby Gaines. Uh, we got Gen- Jonah Hill as Sherman Schrader. That's uh, Bartleby's best friend. Uh, we got Adam Hirschman as Glenn. Columbus Short as Daryl Hans Holloway. They call him Hans Holloway because he was a star football player who then got a knee injury in it. Shattered his college dreams. Uh, we got Maria Thayer as Rory Rory Thayer. Thayer. Oh, that's pretty cool. They let her keep her last name in the movie. That's cool. Uh, Lewis Black is Ben Lewis, uh, Schrader's uncle, and also the dean of their fake college. Uh, Blake Lively Mon- plays Monica Moreland, Bartleby's uh, 
high school crush. What the hell? You hear that? I hear the humming. Oh no! You don't hear that music? Man, fuck the motherfuckers! They ain't gonna ruin my motherfucking time damn, in here. Damn yoga people! Uh, but then we got uh, Mark Dewin as Jack Gaines. That's uh, Bartleby's dad, and Cusack as Diane Gaines, Bartleby's mother. Uh, Hannah Marks plays Lizzie Gaines. Uh, Bartleby's little sister, who's also an underrated character in this movie because she's fucking great. Uh, then we got Robin Lord Taylor as Abernathy Darwin Dunlap. Yo, um, and then, you know. Yo, uh, speaking of Robert Taylor, I, I really liked him in uh, Gotham as as a sick-minded penguin. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Yo, but people were for... Um, for that version of that penguin, people didn't like it, that version because it wasn't the the Danny, the Danny DeVito fat penguin. Yeah, well, I mean, it it makes sense in like the context of the show though because it's all like this is when Bruce Wayne was super young; he's still a kid, so of course a lot of his villains aren't going to look the way they did, you know, in the movies. Which that's not me defending that show at all because that show did. It very bad near the end. That show was fucking terrible. Dude, it was so bad. I didn't even What they it. did with <clears throat> Solomon Grundy was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Who that the, shit was terrible. Who was Solomon Grundy? Uh, what? That butch dude, remember? Oh, shit. They, like, killed him off. He came back as Solomon Grundy. But it was fucking terrible. Yeah, but uh, speaking of that, uh, got, got one of my favorite uh, comedian guys in there. They played, uh, did it, uh, that was in Grown Pains or something. What? The ground for life or something? What are you talking about? Uh, damn, I forgot. I forgot what his name was. He played uh, Detective Harvey, Harvey or something. Oh yeah, the dad from Grounded for Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude was pretty good. Yo, I never see. I, I never expect him to be in a series role like that. Yeah, he's pretty good. But uh, I'm not gonna run you guys through the entire cast. Wait, we got, gotta mention the the, the other guy. Yeah, can you? I was trying to before he cut me off. <laughs> All right. But uh, playing our big bad, our villain in this movie is Anthony Heald. Uh, he plays Dean Richard Van Horn. He's the dean of Harmon College, which in the movie they call it their sister school, even though Harmon College has no fucking idea that South Harmon even exists. And the only reason that Dean Richard Van Horn goes after them in the first place is because. He had planned on buying all of that property to use it as like uh like a, a ivory ivory like walkway leading up to his college. So that's when he starts going against them and then he realizes that college is not actually real, you know. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh then playing uh Dean Richard Van Horn's little bitch boy and Monica's boyfriend is uh Travis Van Winkle, who plays Hoyt Ambrose. Hoyt Yo, why does Travis Tra- Van Winkle look like a nerdy version of Tom Cruise? I don't know. He's a little bitch. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's just, like, some of the, you know, tons of different casts in this movie. I mean, there's tons. Wait, you forgot about, you forgot about Glenn. Adam. Yeah, I said him early. You did? Yes. You oh. don't fucking pay attention. Uh, fuck. My bad, y'all. Then, yeah, I mean, that's... That's most of like the big, real big players that play 
the most, uh, you know, that fucking, you know, what am I trying to say? That serve the most in the story is those people. But, uh, yeah, basically, like I said, you know, they open this college. Well, they originally just try to do it as just a way to get Bartleby's dad off his ass. Off his ass. But uh, Schrader, who ends up, who's going to Harmon College, who's been accepted into Harmon College, and he's like kind of a legacy in his dad's old fraternity. You know, he gets he gets dragged into this to help them open this fake college. And, you know, just, I mean, they open this fake college. Tori, uh, but yeah, let me give you a little rundown of them real quick. Tori, who I mentioned earlier, uh, she, uh, or Rory, my bad, not Tori, Rory. Her character in the movie is, when we first meet her, she's like, I mean, I hate to say this because I don't want to be mean, but, like, I feel like Rory's kind of like Kathleen in a way. <laughs> like, she's got her, she had, like, her entire life planned out. Like, everything, she she planned everything out of what she was going to do. But then, like, she ends up not getting into college, like, into any of her dream schools. So, like, throws a wrench in her whole plans, and she, like, kind of loses it for a little bit. Then we got Glenn, who, you know, as Drew just mentioned in the car, you know, one of his lines, when they're talking to him, he talks about how he got a zero on his SATs. Then Sherman says, you get 600 point your name on the test. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's kind of just like, you know, a burnout kind of. So, and then we got Hans Holloway, who, uh, like I said, was a football star. Had a full ride to college and then ended up hurt, busting his knee and it ruined his chances of ever going to school. And then, you know, we got our titular hero, Bartleby. Barbie. What a name. I swear, if your name was Barbie in real life, I'm like, I'm going to call you Blah. Yeah, then we got uh, Hoyt Ambrose. He also attends Harmon College and he is one of Schrader's many bullies. In college, uh, Monica also attends uh, Harmon, where she dates Hoyt Ambrose. But Bartleby has a huge crush on her. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, re- who wouldn't? Because Blake Lively's fucking sexy. Yeah, I didn't realize. I'm looking up on uh, Justin Long's uh, movie career. He was actually popular in like the early 2000s. Yeah, dude, he had a lot of shit. He did a lot of stuff. He, he was the one who got crushed by Lori Beth Denver. <laughs> he was yeah, a waiter. Was, yeah, he was in Waiting. Waiting. Played Ryan Reynolds' best friend in that movie. Played in the uh, 2014 Tusk. I never watched that one. Tusk? Tusk? Yeah, you don't want to watch it. Trust is it me. It's just a guy turned into a walrus kind of bullshit? He turns a dude into a walrus, basically. What the fuck? He, like, fucking takes his body apart and, like, sews him back together to make him a walrus. It's fucked up, dude. It's a fucked up movie. He played in the Elven Chickmunks. As what, Alvin? I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Uh, He's got a pretty good film career, though. I think if we had to say anybody, though, it's made probably the biggest splash in Hollywood since this movie is probably Jonah Hill. He's, uh, he's pretty fucking huge now. But he lost weight? But he's huge. No, I mean, like, his career is pretty fucking huge uh, now. I mean, Justin Long's career is good, too. He's just, you know. But he was more like kid stuff and comedy. and. I mean, he's still doing some stuff now, but he's not. Not on like the Jonah. level of like Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill was in fucking Wolf of Wall Street, War Dogs. Don't look up. You know, whole bunch of shit. This is the end. Whole bunch of other stoner comedies he was in, dude. 
It's fucking great, man. He's got a he has had a great career. Yo, I think um what what is your favorite Jonah Hill movie? Oh fuck, I don't know, dude. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um uh, All right, um I don't know, that's tough. Just give me uh top three. Or top two or top three. I don't fucking know. I didn't plan for this. I didn't uh, plan for this oh. question. <laughs> I think or I'll tell you mine. Mine. Yeah, because you're looking at a movie, a list of his movies right now. <laughs> it's easier for you. Super bad. Uh-huh. Uh, the Sitter. Oh, that's a great fucking movie. I love that movie. I come and get my motherfucking keys to my motherfucking bitty bed. And that's what's up. What's up? <laughs> he um played in uh the Lego movie. But um, anyway. I'd rather say 21, 21 Drum Street. Oof. You know what? If I had to give you top three right now, just from the ones you named, I hate to do this because I love Superbad so much, but I'd have probably have to say 21 Jump Street, The Sitter, and... I just had another one in my mind. No, I can't remember what it was. Moneyball? Oh. No, get him to the Greek. I was looking at him. I fucking love that movie. I love that movie so much. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, all right, I'm not. Yeah, there's so many you could rank Jordan Hill on. Yeah, but Moneyball was actually one of my first movies I seen him play a serious role. Kinda, he was a numbers guy. Hey Drew, quick question. Yeah, quick question. Is this an episode about Jonah Hill or is it an episode about fucking accepted? Accept it. Uh, I just had to just tell. Fucking drive me nuts. <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying, you know, they start this college just to get Bartleby's dad off their off his ass, and then Schrader does a, such a good job on making the website that now, while Bartleby and his friends are just hanging out, thinking they're gonna coast, you know, through summer and shit, just hanging out there, just playing video games and shit, then they get a knock on the door. And who could it be, other than Abernathy D- Darwin Dunlap? Who tells us that his initials are ADD because he, in fact, has ADD. And that part is funny. And then he says something about, you know, being accepted into the school. And uh, Bartleby's at first like, oh, no, you know, you need Harmon College. It's down the road. And uh, Abernathy's like, no. He's like, I got in the South Harmon Institute of Technology. And then he opens the door and realizes there's hundreds of kids there that got accepted. And not only did they get accepted... But every single one of them paid for tuition in full already. $10,000. Rory even says something about how she stopped counting checks after the first 100. So uh, now they got a predicament like, oh, now we got people paying to come to school here, but it's not a real school. So then Trader trying to be, you know, the supportive best friend is like, hey, man, you got to go out there and you got to tell these guys that the school isn't real. And then, you know, give them their money back and, you know, don't lie to them. And then, just give me five seconds, I'm going to try and find this. Yeah, that was the part he's going to talk about next. I think that's one of my favorite parts. I got like a bunch of them, but that's definitely my favorite part. I'm trying to find like a speech. Like it broken down on the yeah, words um, so I can yeah, say as, as soon as Chia's going to look for that, um, I, will, I will tell you, I'll get to the part where how Glenn was working at the gas station. And he got... Glenn got fired from the gas station because he wanted a, a, 
a a shrimp slushy. They're like, Glenn, how do you work at the gas station? Said, no, nah, man, I just got fired because uh, I was I was trying I was hungry and thirsty at the same time. I can't find the fucking. I can't find it. Like, okay, I'm not gonna. I'm I can't find it. But basically. He goes out there and he uh he starts talking, you know, he goes to talk to them to tell them that the college isn't real. And then ADD stands up and he's like, hey, getting accepted to this college is the first time my parents ever told me they were proud of me. So that's when it hits Bartleby, like, this is why I started this school, to make my parents proud of me. So then he goes on this, you know, big, uh, you know, hero speech, like, hey, how many of you guys applied to other colleges? And everybody raised their hands. And then he says, how many of you got into those other colleges you applied to. I'll all of them lower their hands, except for Schrader, because he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> he's a little fucking dick. <laughs> but, uh... And then he starts talking about, you know, oh, I know what it's like to, to be rejected. I didn't get into a real college. But then he corrects himself and says, a really good college. And then says it sucks, and then, you know, basically does exactly the opposite of what Schrader tells him to do. And he says, you know... Well, here at South Harmon, we accept we accept everyone. He's like, so grab yourself, grab, or he's like, grab a friend. Uh, I don't know. He's like, grab, grab your, grab your bag, grab your friend, grab yourself. Who gives a, who gives a hell? And then he says, "Welcome to South Harmon Institute of Technology. Welcome to shit." <laughs> and then once they decide that. They're actually going to try and make this a real school. You know, then they start hatching his plans of all this stuff they got to do. They got to, you know, get food to feed all these people. So he tells Glenn, hey, Glenn, buy a fucking hundred uh, pizzas or something. I think he said like 300 pizzas. And Glenn says, all right, 500 pizza pockets. Here, I'm on it. <laughs> but uh, so then they like, you know, they basically start trying to create this school. And they start, you know, it just turns into like. They just start hanging out every day. They're all fucking, you know, partying and shit. Man. Lewis Black's there, but he's doing literally nothing. He's just sitting in his trailer that's on the grounds, but he's just sitting in it, basically. No, but Lewis Black was, like, telling, like, man, this is fucking bullshit. You don't do your taxes. Yeah, but that was when he was, like, actually teaching them shit. But, yeah, I mean, they just hang out and they fucking party. And, I mean, it's going great. And, you know, everybody believes that it's real. And then, I forgot who, but somebody says something about, uh, you know, like, what kind of classes are we are we going to start taking here? And then, that's when Bartleby comes up with the idea, well, you know what, let's ask the students what they want to learn. So he starts going around asking everybody, like, hey, what do you want to learn to do? Uh, and then they get some things like, uh, the girls who used to be strippers say they want to become fashion designers. Uh, some guys say, uh, skateboarding 101. Then, uh, this fucking weird kid says, I want to learn how to blow shit up with my mind. <laughs> but basically, my f- that's one of my favorite parts is when he does that, because if they did that shit in real life at, like, real colleges, I think it'd be amazing, because you're putting, you're putting the, the power in a student's hands. Like, oh, you want to learn, tell us what you want to learn so we could give you the knowledge that you want to have. And not useless shit that you're never going to use again. 
But I think one of the best parts about this movie is, like I said earlier, it, it breaks down to, like, where it, it kind of, like, shows you that the current education system is flawed. Oh, fuck yeah. Because you have these kids that try so hard to get into these colleges, and then they don't get in, and they feel like they're not good enough, you know? And when they do get into college, they stress constantly. They feel like they're failing because these people claim that they're not good enough to be there. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a comedy, but at the same time, it like it's a comedy on a deeper level, which I think is great. Which is some of my favorite comedies, comedies that can make you laugh, but then also make you think like, holy shit, they're making great points here. You know what I mean? But I mean, everything seems perfect. I mean, it seems like life in paradise, man. They're all partying it up, nothing, you know. What could go wrong? And then that's when the villain finds out. Dun, 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 that's when Dean Van Horn finds out about the college. So he sends his boy Hoyt. Hoyt. Hoyt Ambrose to go check it out. And Hoyt goes there to check it out, and he meets the weird kid who wants to blow shit up with his mind. And he says, hey, freak, what school is this? And the kid's like, hey, this is South Harmon Institute of Technology, the best school ever. And then that's when Hoyt, bitch-ass Hoyt, goes back to the dean and tells him, you know, this is what this is. And they're like, hey, well, that's not fucking real. So then they start hatching a plan to try and take the college down, but it doesn't work because, you know... Well, it doesn't work at first because Bartleby's the fucking man. And then, you know, some good shit happens. Hell yeah. But, uh... Okay, Drew, go ahead. You take it away. Say something. Talk about something. Um, yeah, um... They didn't realize Glenn, the guy that scored a zero on his SGTs, he's an amazing chef. Yeah, dude, turns out to be a fucking master chef. Like, um, when Barnaby was talking to Hoyt... Hoyt Ambrose. Hoyt Ambrose. He was eating, um... This thing called the Wad. The Wad. It's got every flavor to bang you in the face. Yeah, it was like, like, he, he looks at him and he's like, this looks like shit. But it trust... It literally look like a ball of shit. Look like a ball of shit. Um, what? <laughs> Whoa, did you guys hear that spider? <laughs> the barking spider? All right. Oh, you're just like a spider. Oh my god! <laughs> um, speaking of uh, as, as, like when uh, uh, Sherman comes, Schrader, or Schrader comes back and visits. It's like, dude, you're this is out of control. This, this is like, how the fuck? This, like, this is not a college. This is just some bullshit. And he's and the sandwich walks by. Oh yeah, then. Uh... <laughs> This guy walks by in a sandwich costume, and he's like, and Schrader's like, oh, who's that? And he's like, oh, that's our mascot. Schrader's like, but it's a sandwich. Go ahead, Drew. See what he says. I was like, yeah, it's a shit sandwich. He's like, so you guys are the shit sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, another thing that they do is Bartleby starts a school newspaper called The Shit Rag, which is pretty funny. But, uh, oh, yeah, real quick, before I... F- Meant to mention this earlier when I was doing the cast, but I forgot. That guy who plays uh, Dean Van Horn, I'm almost positive that he also played the villain in one of my other favorite movies. I gotta check real quick to make sure. But I'm almost positive he did. Let me see. Hold on. BRB. 
Yeah, then, um... Oh, yeah, wait, hold on, I was right. Yep, he did. He played the villain in uh, Bushwhacked with Daniel Stern, one of my other favorite movies. Remember that movie, Drew? Bushwhack. When that criminal takes those fucking, those uh, Boy Scouts on that oh, trip. Oh, the Scouts? Yeah. yeah. Remember that movie? Oh, with, um... Yeah, with the dude from Home Alone. Yeah, I forgot his name. Daniel Stern. Dan- oh, yeah, yeah, Daniel Stern. That's a fucking great Whatever film. happened to Daniel Stern? I don't know, he's old as shit now. He did an interview not long ago for that Movies That Made Us on Netflix. Oh, yeah. He did an interview about uh, Home Alone. Talking about home- his time on Home Alone. Dude, I thought, I thought the guy looked like my dad. He does kind of look like your dad a little bit. Just, just like a tiny bit. But yeah, they, uh, Bartleby, you know, creates a school newspaper, the shit rag, vents a mascot, the shit sandwiches. Shit sandwiches. <laughs> uh, then, you know, goes into... It goes into uh, Van Horn talking to Hoyt. Hoyt. About, you know, South Harmon. Who, uh, and I did mention earlier that Monica Moreland, Blake Lively's character, is uh, dating. He's da- Hoyt is dating Monica. Hoyt. But at one point in the film, Hoyt does cheat on Monica because he's a fucking stupid asshole. He's a Who frat bro. cheat on Blake Lively. He's a fat boy. Fucking sexy ass. Oh, yeah, but that's another thing. At Schrader goes to Harmon College, and he tries to join the, uh... He tries to join the, the frat that Hoyt and his buddies run. He tries to join that frat because he's a legacy. Four, four decades. Yeah, he's family. a legacy. That episode, and they basically have to let him in. But uh, they put him through a whole bunch of torture, like... Uh, during his first rush, they make him fucking, or not his first rush, his second rush, they make him dress up as a, literally as a sperm. <laughs> they call him Sperminator. Sperminator. And then they spit in his beer and make him drink it. Uh, then, what else do they do to him, Drew? I know you're excited about <laughs> talking about this one. Go ahead. Um, they made Sherman, um, this was like maybe 15, 20 minutes later into the movie. Uh, he was wearing a hot dog costume. His line is, ask me about my wiener. Yeah, he, uh, they make him stand outside in a field outside the college and say, ask me about my, my wiener. His his uh, his friend Bar... Uh, yeah, Bartleby comes with, with uh, Monica, and he's like, quick, guys, ask me about my wiener. My brothers could be watching. <laughs> he's like, Bartleby's like, yeah, we got a situation coming on. Yeah, so, I mean, he tries to... But like, uh, when once Hoyt finds out that Harmon College or South Harmon College is fake, he tries to use Schrader against them. Oh wait, but hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. My bad, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, yeah. getting ahead of myself, guys. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Okay. Oh, guys, you get ahead of myself over oh, here. Oh shit, hold on, my mic's fucking up. Take a difficulty. But, uh, you know, along the way of while being there. At the college and shit, you know, uh, Bartleby starts to, you know, he starts to grow a love for it. So the one day, he goes over to, to Harmon, and he walks the halls there, you know, and he tries to sit in on a couple classes, because he wants to know what it's like for a real college to run, because now it's starting to become serious to him, and it's something that he actually, you know what I mean, like, he actually wants to run the college. He wants it to be real, because, you know, and that's when he realizes, like, yo, our education system is flawed. 
So what we're if we're gonna do something, we're gonna do it better than how a regular college does it. We're gonna do it our own way. We're gonna do it a way that people actually want to go to college. So you know, I mean, that's what they be getting into, man. It's pretty sexy. Yeah, um, that, that's the idea of the what you said earlier about that board. Wait, what do you want to do? Yeah, it says, "What do you want? What do you want to learn?" But they have like a little cutscene, like each person, like, um. Yeah, they go through a whole bunch of different students talking about what they want to learn about. You know, I think I think my favorite part was those uh the skater dudes. Like I want to learn, I want to learn how to burr, build up. I want to do. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy because like what a shithead over there. If you just watch the movie, you would see that like them wanting to learn their shit isn't just about like having fun. You know what I mean? Because, like, later in the movie, those skate guys talk about how, by building a ramp, they were able to learn physics and shit. Physics. So by being able to build their own ramp, their own skating ramp and skateboard, it shows them how to learn math and, like, physics and shit. And, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I even wrote down something earlier that, like, something that I, like, personally thought of the movie. But to me, like... If somebody was like, if it was in real life and somebody told me to explain South Harmon, this is how I would do it. I would say, you know, the way that they set this college up, it helped an ex-star football player channel his inner passion, which was for woodwork. You know, helped him find that path, helped him chase that dream, which he probably would have not ever been able to chase before in a perfect world, you know. Uh... The weird kid, Glenn, he becomes a master chef. No one fucking saw that coming. But South Harmon created an environment for him to be able to do that, you know? Uh, Rory, who planned out literally every aspect of her entire life, being at South Harmon, she learns how to just slow down and just enjoy the moment. You know, and just live in the moment. Uh, Bartleby, who felt like a failure to his parents, becomes a hero. By giving these kids a spot to, you know, to feel like they belong. And then Schrader, who gets picked on and ridiculed by everyone at Harmon, finally realizes that, you know, Sarth Harmon is his place because that's where he's accepted as him, you know? So, I mean, the way they set the movie up and the way they, like, make the college in the movie, they make it not just like a college, but like a place that, you know, anybody could come and anybody could... You know, join up. Literally, in they're in the movie. At one point, they have a beer keg delivery. And the delivery guy's like, hey, man, I never went to college. And I'll give you fucking a year's tuition right now up front. And Bartleby's like, or four years t- tuition front up front. And Bartleby's like, fuck it. Come on. And this fucking beer delivery guy joins their college. Like, it's fucking wild. But before we get too deep into, like, the other stuff that happens... Uh, I just want to take this minute now to, you know, me and Drew to get a little personal on it. Like, Drew, t- t- tell me a little bit about, like, your favorite scenes. Give me a couple of your favorite scenes. Uh, my favorite scenes was definitely, uh, it was the fucking concert they had. And, uh, that concert was fucking sick. And what's his name? White. He's like, White. Where, the, where the fuck's everyone? This is the biggest party. The biggest party of the year. Where can everybody, where the hell is everybody? Yeah, well, I actually, um, it is fun, being funny right now. I actually looked up South Harmon Institution of Technology. It's a real website. Is it really? Yeah. No, it's not. Shut up. Yeah, I'm telling you the honest truth. For real? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to look this up. 
That's funny. That's fucking wild. Um, I can't believe it's real. That's fucking funny. All right, man, come on. What are your favorite scenes? You uh, fuck. I think the scene when his little sister comes there to try to, uh, try to get a bribe off him. So give me $20,000, I won't tell mom and dad. And then she says something about, uh, or yeah, then she says, let me, uh, oh shit, it is a real website. You're right. Holy fuck, that's cool. Inspired by his students' feelings of acceptance, Bartleby makes the flash decision to proceed with the fake college and welcome students. <laughs> yo, that's fucking sick, dude. Dude, I didn't know, yo, this is awesome. <laughs> shit. They, like, made this shit a whole real thing. This is fucking badass. Dude, imagine just being able to go there, dude. You can actually go there, because there's, uh, there's a direction to get you there. That's wild, dude. That's wild. That's fucking sweet, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my other favorite scene... Oh, shit. I got accepted. Hey, guys, I accepted uh, South Harmon Technology of Institute. Hell yeah, baby. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm sick. But uh, go ahead. What was your What was your saying? Um, my favorite, my other favorite scene was like at, after the. Uh, I got accepted too. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Chopper Cheetah got accepted college. Chopper Cheetah going to college. Or are we? Yeah, fuck it, we are. Um, yeah, um, my other favorite scene was um, the ad. You know how you have a big party? It's the after scene. Yeah, you see uh, Glenn just well, on a flow with like three women. <laughs> yeah, shit was fucking funny. When they're all telling Glenn, Glenn, you got to choose one of us. That shit's fucking great. <laughs> um, I had, I think my favorite scene is the uh, court, the court hearing scene, the hearing. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. That's a great scene. Yeah, what's your favorite scenes? I don't know, man. There's just so many great ones. I don't know. There's so many good ones. I like like the whole montage of them setting up the school. I think it's fun. It's yeah, like, funny. yeah, I like that one too. That's pretty great. Uh, I don't know. There's just, I think like near the end, after like everything happens, when Glenn's in the kitchen talking to everybody about like what he needs and shit, I think that shit's pretty funny. When he's like, "I need a bunch of something, something dinners. We're going kosher." See, I, I, I said, no, he said, I need a rabbi. Cause I yeah, need... I need a rabbi to bless this chicken. Next week, we're going kosher. I think that part's pretty funny. I mean, I don't, I really don't know. Dude. There's just so many great parts of the movie. It's just so good. Like, I know that's such a cliche thing to say, but it's just such a good movie. But uh, also, I was telling Drew in the car before we got here that I came up with an idea that I thought would be pretty fun for you guys. So... Our new segment. Me and Drew, uh, we're going to tell each other who we think we would be in the movie, and then we're going to ask the other one who they think we'd play. So, Drew, I'm going to let you go first. Tell me who you think you'd play in the movie. I'll, for me, I'll, I think I'm more of a, like a Glenn. Okay. 
Mm. I was going to say, if, I, if you want me to be completely honest. Yeah. When I was thinking about this idea earlier, the first thing that popped in my head was the beer delivery guy. Oh, my God. I was like, yo, that's fucking true to a T, bro. Yep, dude. Now that I think about it, yeah, I'll be the kind of guy. Like, that's... such an older dude who's like, yo, I'm still a fucking rocker, bro, and I'm trying to go to college. I mean, I could see you being Glenn, though, too. So maybe like a mix of both of them, I think, maybe. All right, uh... And then me, I don't know. I think I'd be like, I'd like to see myself as like a mix of like Abernathy, Darwin Dunlap, ADD, and then uh, the freaky kid who says he wants to blow shit up with his mind. I feel like I'd be kind of a mix of those two. Yeah. I I, I agree with that one. No, no. Fucking tell him what you said in the car. Go ahead. Say it. Dude, I didn't realize till now. He'd be uh, Sherman. Shut the fuck up. I would not be Sherman Trader. There's no way in hell I'm Sherman Trader, bro. No fucking way. No, but yeah, but because he thought, cause he thought about Sherman smarter than Cheetah. No offense. Um. Yeah, I do see the ADD kid more of him. Mm-hmm. I am ADD. Yeah. Okay. He, usually, usually when we do movie, we 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 stopped doing movie roles a couple years ago because he's a. Oh yeah, because I used to cast Drew as the fat kid every single time. Or uh, he cast no him, matter what he cast himself as the uh, lead. <laughs> Honestly, you know who I think would play Bartleby in this situation? Who? Honestly, I think my brother would be Bartleby. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Like, he would 100% be Bartleby. Of course, uh, Kathleen would be... Uh, yeah, Kathleen would be Rory, 100%, Rory. dude. 100%. Can't ever fucking slow down. Constantly planning shit out. Who would be um, Ben Lewis? The Dean? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good one. Maybe my grandfather. Or maybe both our grandfathers mixed together. Oh, yeah, dude, fucking... <sighs> Bro, don't even get me started on Lewis Black's lines in this movie, man. He's got some of the greatest lines in Fuck this movie. Fuck, all one-hitters, one-liners, but... Let me see if I can Some find of his quotes are, was actually... He's speaking the truth. Yeah, uh, he's dude. got some fucking... Oh, wait, 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 wait. One. Matter of fact, I remember what part I liked. It was the beginning when you first meet Lewis Black. <clears throat> he was in the shoe store. He, he told that kid, uh, show your ass up. You worth shit or something. Yeah, he uh, one of his lines uh, when talking to a bunch of students, he says, "Health insurance, my ass. They don't pay for shit. You get sick on a Friday, they only pay for Monday, or, Monday or they only Thursday. play through Monday through Thursday. You go to Doctor A, they only pay for Doctor B. B. You break your penis, they only fix vaginas. <laughs> and then uh, when Bartleby's parents in the beginning of the movie, when they come to Misk to uh, meet Dean Lewis, he uh." Bartleby says, hey, Dean Lewis, why don't you tell my parents a little bit about the philosophy here at South Herman? And uh, he says, look, we throw a lot of fancy words in front of these kids in order to attract them to going to school in the belief that they're going to have a better life. And we know that all we're doing is breeding a whole new generation of buyers and sellers. Buyers and sellers. Pimps and whores. Pimps and whores. And indoctrinating them into a lifelong hell of debt and indecision. And then Bartleby's dad, confused, he said, I, I don't understand. And then, you know, Dean Lewis says, do I have to speed food it to you or spoon feed it to you? 
look, there's only one reason that kids want to go to school. And then his father says, which is? Dean Lewis says, to get a job, to get a job with a great starting salary. And then uh, Bartleby's parents, his dad says, I couldn't agree more. And his mother says, it is so refreshing to have somebody approach education so rationally. And then, you know, the what is learning one, which I talked about in the beginning. And then, uh, oh yeah, then he's got another one. Uh, You know, a lot of people say that college... It's a time when young women and young men and women expand the way that they look at their world, when they open their mind to new ideas and experiences, and when they begin that long journey from innocence of youth to responsibilities of adulthood. Now isn't that a load of horse shit? One of my favorite exchanges in the movie though is when uh, Bartleby's talking to uh, you know. Lewis Black about how they could go to he could go to jail for starting this fake college and Uncle Ben says don't worry you're young your butt can take it (laughs) (laughs) but I mean that's just you know that's just a few of the fucking great lines that Lewis like they gave Lewis Black the best lines in this movie by far dude he says some of the the best shit yo what Lewis Black did it on um not like lines, he just improped it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Because he's a good comedian. Well, did Netflix cancel this shit? I don't fucking know. Who? I don't know. But, anyways, you know, where we left off, you know, things are going great at South Harmon. It's wonderful. But Dean Van Horn and Hoyt, Hoyt, Hoyt. Ambrose are breathing down their necks, and then they do... The last damn dirty thing that they could do. They call the parents. Um, For a surprise parents day that no one knew was coming. So, you know, Bartleby panics. Tries to, uh, you know, tries to, tries to come up with something as, you know, a reason, you know, try to stop the whole plan from blowing up. And then who shows up? Dean Van Horn, Hoyt Ambrose. And the police. There to serve a warrant to to Bartleby uh, for taking money from all these students and for creating a fake college. And that's when the whole egg explodes. And only ones that knew about the college being fake were the main group. Even Monica, who by this point in the movie is now dating Bartleby, she even transferred from Harmon College to South Harmon and now she's just finding out that the college is fake oh my. and they made all this shit up so you know and then we find out that the frat brothers Hoyt and his frat brothers beat the shit out of Schrader to get him to give them the information and then so yeah basically the whole the whole movie blows up you know Bartleby's parents find out that it was all a lie you know, they tell him that they're disappointed in him. They he need you know to pack a shit. He's going home. All the parents say that. You know, everybody gets upset, obviously, because you know their dream of what they thought was their dream is over. It's been shattered. But then you know, as Drew likes to say a lot, this is when the movie takes its downfall. Downfall of the movie. And then we see you know 
Bartleby kind of just, you know, just coasting through for like a couple weeks or so at that point. You know, he's just kind of just there. And then uh, at one point in the movie, he goes back to South Harmon to look through the mail. And that's when he finds out he finds a letter from the school accreditation board uh, accreditation hearing, which means if they go and they can prove their case to the school board, they'll give them accreditation to become a real college. So he go Barbie gathers up his friends and he's like, hey, you know, we got to do this. Let's just, let's like actually try. And that's when we find out, whoa, it was Schrader. Schrader called them hearing what? to give them a fighting chance because that's when Schrader says one of his best lines where he doesn't want to be the fourth generation of Schrader to go to Harmon College. He wants to be the first generation, generation. of Schrader to go to South Harmon Institute of Technology. Shit. He said, I'm a shithead. I admit it. So, you know, then they go to meet with these the school board to get accredited. And when they get there, they find out that their hearing has been moved to a bigger hall. Why? Because Rory invited the entire student body. I mean, this shit is packed. Wall to wall, dude. Aud- auditorium, basically. And they go in there, you know, they go through the... They put them through, you know, same questions like, you know, what is your school curriculum? Which then they show them the board. What do you want to learn? You know, Bartleby talks about how at Harmon, South Harmon College... You know, the students are the teachers and the other way around, you know. And they go through all this back and forth, you know, back and forth between Harmon and South Harmon and the school board. And then, in the moment when it looks like it's all over, when the, the heroes have been defeated, Bartleby hits them with one of the greatest speeches in movie history. And I know I say that a lot. But it's true this time. And this is the speech. Strap in your seats ladies and gentlemen. Because this speech is a fucking long one. But it's a powerful one. You're going to feel ghost bumps all the way up your balls. Or your vagine. Whatever you got. You're going to feel ghost bumps on or Goosebumps on When I say ghost bumps. What a fucking idiot I am. Ghost bumps. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, spiders in here, man. I'm telling you. But, uh... Fuck, what did they say? What did they say? Yeah, the dean, the school board asked him something. I forget what they say. What did they ask him? Um... Do you she, remember? Well, the, uh, the board... The school board, before he goes on the speech, he asks him about something. I'm not really for sure. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Who fuck cares? They ask him a question, and this is when Bartleby responds with, uh, he says, nah, I'm not going to answer your question, because you guys have already made up your minds. I'm an expert in rejection, and I can see it on your faces. And it's too bad that you judge us by the way we look and not by who we are. Just because you want us to be more like them, when the truth is we're not like them. And I am damn proud of that fact. I mean, Harmon College and their, their hundred years of tradition... But tradition of what? Hazing kids and humiliating anyone who's a bit different? Of putting so much pressure on these kids that they turn into these stress freaks and caffeine addicts? And that's when Dean Van Horn says, Your phony school demeans real colleges everywhere. Bartleby responds with, Why? Why can't we both exist, huh? You can have your grades and your rules and your structures and your ivory towers 
and then we'll do things our way. Why do we have to conform to what you want? Dean Van Horn responds with, Your curriculum is a joke, and you, sir, are a criminal. Barnaby says, You know what? You're a criminal. You rob these kids of their creativity and their passion. That's the real crime. Well, what about your parents? What about you, parents? Did the system really work out for you? Did it teach you to follow your heart or just play it safe? Roll over. What about you guys? Did you always want to be school administrators? Dr. Alexander, was that your dream? Or maybe no. Maybe you wanted to be a poet. Maybe you wanted to be a magician or an artist. Maybe you just wanted to travel the world. Look, I lied to you. I lied to all of you. And I'm sorry, Dad, especially you. But out of that desperation, something happened that was so amazing. Life was full of possibilities. And isn't that what you ultimately want for us? As parents, I mean, as... Is that as possibilities? Well, we came here today to ask for your approval, and something just occurred to me. I don't give a shit. Who cares about your approval? We don't need your approval to tell us what we did was real, because there are so few truths in this world that when you see one, you know it. And I know that it is a truth that real learning took place at South Harmon. Whether you like it or not, it did. Because you don't need teachers or classrooms or fancy highbrow traditions or money to really learn. You just need people with a desire to better themselves. And we got that by the shitload at South Harmon. So you can go ahead, sign your forms, reject us, shoot us down, and do whatever you gotta do. It doesn't really matter at this point because we'll never stop learning and we'll never stop growing and we'll never forget the ideals that were instilled at us at our place because we are shitheads now and we'll be shitheads forever and nothing you can say or do or stamp can take that away from us. So go! Fucking epic. That was epic. That speech gives me fucking tingles in my nutsack, dude. Yo, you gotta get that checked. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. But, yeah, you know, he goes on this big speech, lets out all this, you know, greatness, and then to the surprise of literally no one, because it's a movie, we all know what's going to happen. The school board gives them a one-year probationary period where they're... Hold on, my headphones are stuck. Where their their new method of learning can be watched and studied. And then, you know... The school administrator says, don't judge us by the way we look either. I always want to play the trombone. And then he tells him that he always wanted to play jazz trombone. And I mean, that's great, man. You know, our fucking, our heroes in the end, they win, man. They, uh, they get exactly what they wanted. They get the accreditation for their school, so now they can go back to being, you know, well, this time now they could be a real college and actually do some real learning, which is sick. Hell to the fuck, yeah. And everyone, uh, you know, everyone fucking falls back into their places, man. Except now they're joined by Schrader. Hans, Hans Holloway, he becomes one of the teachers for the artwork class, for hand or woodworking class. After, and you know, outside his building is a statue with a giant penis. <laughs> which I think is a joke alluding to the fact that he's black, which I am just now getting that joke for the first time ever. And it's pretty funny, actually. And then, you know, Rory leads a meditation class. Bartleby, you know, he's kind of like an assistant dean, kind of. Uh, Schrader 
<laughs> he teaches spelunking. <laughs> and then, you know. One of the best parts of the movie, though, is right near the end. When we just see Van Horn just walking out, you know, and we're just like, what the fuck? He's just walking out those car. Boom! His car explodes. <laughs> Guess who it is? It's homie who tried, who wanted to learn to blow shit up with his mind. He finally learned. Good on that guy, man. Definitely good on that guy. But, yeah, I mean, before we wrap the episode up, I uh, I also found, I went online and I found a couple things that you might not know about the movie. A couple facts from behind the scenes, you know, I thought it would be cool to talk about. Uh, like this one I got here, uh, Justin Long made his movie debut in 1999's Galaxy Quest. Good movie. And, great movie. And joined the cast of NBC's Ed in 2000. So, he was a veteran actor by the time he played Bartleby, who was supposed to be roughly 18, but Justin Long was at the age of 28. But he admitted that it was his biggest, that his, it was his biggest role, yet... It was really overwhelming. Uh, he said particularly the physical demands of being in just about every scene, including the concert one. Uh, he recalled to Movie Hole as a website. How his leading man friends advised him to get a lot of sleep, and I thought they were being condescending. But they were right. It's like running a marathon. Granted, I neglected their advice, and a week into it, I got severely sick. That's what hit me right away, how physically demanding it was. Uh, And then he said, I'd heard about the project about a year before it started shooting. He also said, but I'm sure they had gone out to like a bunch of young actors like Topher Grace and all those guys before they got down to me on the list. But yes, I was the first to be cast. I auditioned with so many people that were up for my best friend and the girl, and it made me fear audition even more than I did. Because as soon as these people were out the door, they were like, well, that guy's not getting a job. I felt so sorry for those actors. (laughs) Uh, also, Justin Long and Jonah Hill knew each other before making the movie, but ended up really bonding on the set of Accepted, even becoming roommates for a while. Uh, hold on, I lost it. Oh, and, uh, they've worked together several times since, uh, but Hill almost didn't get the part, despite being perfect for the role of Sherman. Uh, they had said no like a bunch of times. Hill remembered to movie hole of the lengthy audition process. Explained long. They were adamant that he wasn't the guy. One guy actually said that he's too John Belushi in Animal House. <laughs> and I was like, well, shouldn't that be something we aspire to? As it turned out, that guy hadn't even seen Animal House. And then, you know, uh, also uh, long had misgivings at first about doing the movie because it was only going to be rated PG-13. Uh, he said he had a real hang-up about having about it having to be rated R, especially because Louis Black was involved. <laughs> he told Radio Free Entertainment, noting the stand-up comedian's role as the fake dean of their fake college, and in my college experience, just personally, to say it was rated R would be sugarcoating it. It was NC-17. If you're making an accurate... Realistic college film, I felt it was sort of necessary, not only because of the sexual stuff, but just the ease with which college kids say the F word. It just sort of rolls off the tongue, and we were ad-libbing a lot of the movie. And when you're in that zone, it's such a temptation to say it. It's such a crutch. 
I'm tempted to say it right now, but they were adamant about it being PG-13, and we fought it for a little while, but I had no real lag to stand on. Who cares what I thought? But he said ultimately he was glad they stuck with the slightly more family-friendly version because if not, it would have been a hard R. He said, and in that case, you would have had to make a concerted effort to show a lot of boobs and fuck this and that. And that might detract from what the movie is about, which is not about sex. It's nice. More people can watch it, and it's more the tone of like an 80s comedy, like a John Cusack or Michael J. Fox movie. <laughs> oh, speaking of ad-libbing earlier, Drew, what you were talking about with Lewis Black, 90% of Jonah's funny lines were him ad-libbing. Long shared about the dialogue gems, including, hey, ask me about my wiener. <laughs> In fact, he told Radio Free Entertainment, almost everyone ended up doing improv. A lot of the script wasn't really there, he said, and we had to ad-lib a lot. Encouraged by the writers and the director and the studio, Jonas Casting, 90% of it was due to the fact that he was a gen- genius improviser. All the auditions we did, one scripted and it wasn't quite in working condition, and we threw it out and we improved a lot. Uh, and actually, Hill doesn't really scream like that. The blood-curdling lady scream that Schrader lets out when he's startled during their trip to the empty asylum was actually co-star Maria Thayer's best terrified shriek. Oh, wow, okay. So Rory actually provided the screech. Ooh. Cool. Uh, when it came time for my close-up, I said to Maria, don't tell anybody, but you scream and I'll just mime it. But don't say anything to anyone because it'll be way funnier that way if they're not expecting it. So we did it and everyone around us kind of lost it. I totally didn't expect them to put that in the movie. But they haven't changed it and it gets a huge laugh and it's one of my proudest moments because if you write or come up with something like this and it goes in, you feel like you really contributed towards making it funnier. Oh, these are kind of boring, to be honest with you. What kind of boring? These facts. These are getting kind of boring. I don't want to keep reading all this shit. <laughs> what the fuck is that noise? I hear it now too. Yeah, dude. What the fuck is that? Huh? Oh, this is the ghost. They're saying about in the studio. Yeah. But hey, man. Great, uh, great, uh, great, uh, you know, it's a great movie. Oh, that was a good movie. What can you say? All oh, right. wait, hold on. I just found something interesting. When Ambrose shows up and Bartleby's eating a wad, man, Long is nibbling on a concoction of mostly chocolate. Huh. Well, that kind of takes away from the greatness. It's still probably great. Oh, asked how many of the presumably urine-free brownie-like concoctions he had to eat. The, do- the actor admitted it, it was a lot. I had to really savor them, he explained. Long said his mom and an actress who did a lot of commercials told him how a brownie can become gross after a long day of biting into one over and over again. I never really believed her until that day I shot that stuff with the wad. I think I ate about 15 of them. They were really disgusting, and I'd have to spit them out after each take. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, yeah, man. All right, all right, Sean. Bucket credits were out of five star. Out of five, what do you rank it? A what? A five out of five? No, no. Let's go ten because we could do the uh, the one by review kind of rule. Out of one to ten, how you rank it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know I just did sit here and uh, rave about this movie, but I mean, let's be honest, it's nowhere near a perfect movie. Uh, you know how I am with movies. I don't think there is a lot of perfect movies. I mean, I love The Goonies, and I don't think even that's a perfect movie. But uh, if I had to give it like an honest score, honestly, I think the ratings for the movie were way off. I think this movie is a lot better than people made it seem like it was. So Especially probably, Rotten Tomato. Yeah, I'd probably give it. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go high. Fuck it. I'm gonna give it eight point seven. Ooh, good one, good one. For myself, I I like how the uh like a bunch of uh, nobodies made this damn college other. It was just a it was a joke between everyone. I definitely like how the uh uh Justin's character was like like he wanted to prove a point that. He's like, all right, Dad, I'm in college now, but let's not do college. And my ranking, 8.4. Yo, if it was, um, if it showed, like, like be honest, if it showed, like, boobies in that movie, it might be, like, a high 8. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I mean... It was a great, well, I mean, like Justin Long said, man, it wasn't about that kind of shit, you know what I mean? It had a deeper message than being about boobs and sex and shit. Yeah. You know what I think I really like it is because I really like Animal House, but I feel like Accepted is kind of like the 2000s version of Animal House, which is why I think I really like it. Yeah. Because, I mean, in a way, it's very much Animal House-esque, though. It's, you know, very against, like, authority and shit. Oh, yeah, that's very true. A lot of the characters are kind of the same in a way, you know. So, I mean, I like it. Wait, wait, it's in, a great flick. Did in Animal House did they have the uh, the rival uh, for the yeah, rival they did. where they had that party, but no one wanted to go to that party. It was pretty much. Wanted... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, dude? I'm just laughing because uh, you know why. What? What, dude? You, we didn't ask, you, you didn't ask for time checking in like a long time. I don't know. What's the time check? One hour, ten minutes, five seconds. What is it? One hour, ten minutes. Oh, fuck. Let's get the hell out of here. What the hell are we doing? I'm starving. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, I'm over here. Like, uh, If you guys watch basketball, you know how James Harden used to do the, uh, like, like the cereal or the, uh, the bowl of food? <sighs> I was doing that to him. Oh, fucking starving, man. Let's man, get out of here. Man, starting like, starting like Marvin over here. Sorry about oh, that. Shit. Yeah. Yo, yeah. real quick, dude, before we go, let's showcase a, a moment, a fucking true bro moment. If you guys ever hear me on this podcast ever say that Drew's not a true bro, remind me of today. I fucking made a bad financial decision when it came to paying my bills, right? So I got like very little money to get me through until I get paid again. And I still got two more bills I got to pay. So I hit you up this morning. I'm like, hey, man, you mind doing me a favor? You think you can cover me Hold for on. dinner this week? And I'll get you back when, you know, I get caught up in my shit. 
Without hesitation, my man Drew says, yep, no problem. <laughs> Fucking bro, man. True bro. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, every time you ask me a favor, he's like, all right, I'm just thinking, what's the fuck is a favor? Yeah, this motherfucker's so impatient. I asked him a favor. I literally didn't, I didn't respond fucking five minutes, and he started blowing my phone up. I'm like, bro, I'm at work, dude. I can't just be answering my phone all the time. How is your Slurpee? Tastes like fucking dick juice. <laughs> wait, wait. Tastes like somebody fucking peed in here. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yo, I had, so, you want to talk about something? I was at the, uh, oh, that was a soft one. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yo, I was, at, I was at a concert on Monday. Um, this guy, he, he, he goes to the bar. I do it all the time if I go somewhere new. Oh, what do you recommend? Or what is your favorite? Or, 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 or it's like, what is your, your favorite or what do you recommend? This girl says, something sour. He comes back. I can smell it. It smells like straight puke. Sounds about right. But anyway. But yeah, guys, we're going to fucking get on out of here. Going to go do some shit. Literally anything else than this. Oh, well, we love doing this. Oh, yeah. I meant, I meant we're just going to go eat because I'm fucking starving. But, All right. Uh, yeah, we're back next week with my episode. This episode. I have no fucking clue what I'm going to do. Not yet. But I'll it, figure it out. it's gonna be fucking walls to the walls kind of situation. And then after that, Drew's on his little fucking gaycation with his boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, my cousin. So it'll be a solo him and my cousin episode. I won't. I'll be at home enjoying my day off from work and from pod. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm back next week. Well, my episode, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. I kind of got an idea, but I'm not sure yet. Man, I hope, I hope, hope you stick with the idea. Yeah, I think I'm going to. I don't know. Oh, man, I'm excited for this one. But, yeah, also next week is my birthday. Birthday week. Uh. 31, baby. Big 3-1. Year 31 is going to be a good one. 31, a good one. But, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm fucking tired. But, you know, just want to say thank you guys for uh, tuning in every week. Obviously, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know I've been on a Facebook band for a while. Uh-huh. But uh, Drew told me that last week our pod got a couple shares. A couple more shares than it usually does. So, hey, shout out to you guys, man. Fucking love and appreciate you for that. But uh, I'm going to go take the Browns to the Super Bowl and then go get some food. So, Drew. Take us on out of here. Thank you for riding along, riding along, losers. Chop out. Cheat out.